Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. Guys, welcome to Thursday, <laughs> and hope you are having a wonderful day so far, and you have a great beginning of the last couple of days uh, before Christmas and, you know, last week of the year before we are in 2022. I have a feeling it's going to be an exciting year for all of us. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling. So trust me on this. Today is Thursday, guys, and we are continuing our conversation about sleep and all the adjustments in your environment you can do at no cost or low cost to get consistently better quality sleep. On Monday, we talked about adjustments of temperature of your environment uh, from um, your aircon to possibly smart uh, mattress covers to taking a hot shower before going to bed. Uh, if you are, if you miss that, then please go back to Monday's episode and listen to that. It's all about temperature and sleep. On Tuesday, we talked about light and sleep. Another very, very important factor, you know, light hygiene, our light habits, how we view natural and artificial light. It's so crucial. It's so important for our sleep quality because, for example, directly related to the amount and the timing of melatonin production. And that is one of the major hormones that regulates our sleep-wake cycle, right? So we talked about light and everything you need to know about um, based on our current scientific knowledge. We talked about that on Tuesday. On Wednesday, yesterday, we talked about peeing and not peeing during the night. You know, ideally, you want to have one big chunk of sleep without any wake-ups. And um, a lot of people have this issue waking up in the middle of the night, maybe a couple of times per night to go and pee. And it's easily corrected. So how? Listen to the episode we did yesterday. And today, it's all about timing. And timing of a few things, food, caffeine, and alcohol. Timing of food, believe it or not, guys, it is a very important factor that influences how easy it is for you to fall fall asleep, what kind of quality of sleep you get, whether that's deep and restorative sleep or not so much. Also, sleep regulates your circadian biology, your sleep-wake cycle, the timing of your meals, of your food. It is very important for your sleep-wake cycle, for your performance, physical and mental performance. And the reason being why the timing of food is so important, that's what the scientists say, uh, who study circadian biology in our uh, internal biological clocks. So they say that uh, food um, is one of the major factors that influences our sleep-wake cycle because food is a signal for the body, for the brain, that this is the time when we can get nutrients. This is a time to be awake and alert and focused because nutrition is everything, right? We don't eat, we die. 
That's how important it is. And so your body, your brain, they try to optimize everything for your uh, nutrition, for your meal times, because it, everything depends on it. And all the processes, all the metabolic processes, they are adjusted based on your meal times. And when you have dinner, seems to matter a lot. Um, I was recently listening to this podcast with Samer Hatar. He's one of the leading experts on circadian biology. And he said that changing your meal time by two, three hours is also a kind of like giving yourself a mini jet lag because now your brain thinks, like for example, usually you have your dinner at 7 p.m. and then you had it at 10 p.m. Now your brain thinks, this is the time you are awake and you're going to get to bed later and wake up later and we have to adjust all the processes and the a whole flow of your sleep, right? Um, we don't have a lot of precise definitions of things, but it seems that when it comes to your sleep-wake cycle, those two things are hugely important, light and the, t- the time of light viewing, the time of food, because they are crucial for our health, well-being, um, and all the metabolic processes. So when it comes to timing of your food, Samir Hatar mentioned um, because of different hormones released like cortisol in the morning or um, certain sleep hormones at night because of what happens to our blood sugar when we consume food, when we digest, when we absorb nutrients, right? So what's very um, important about the timing of our food is Number one, the worst time to have food in the morning is first 90 minutes of waking because of circulation of such hormones as cortisol, that is a stress hormone that has influence on many processes, one of which is blood sugar. And the second worst time, well, not the second, they're both kind of similar, to have a lot of food is the three hours later than two, three hours before bed, right? If you have your food later, the way your blood sugar is going to fluctuate. And why we talk a lot about blood sugar, because balanced blood sugar is very important for brain performance, health. And during sleep, when your brain does a lot of recovery work and go through all these different stages that are important for mental and physical recovery. So during sleep, your brain has to be able to maintain balanced blood sugar. And throughout the day, also for optimal performance, your blood sugar has to be optimal. And so eating food too late, later than two, three hours before bed, eating food too early, earlier than 90 minutes after you wake up, seems to negatively affect a lot of hormones and blood sugar related to your sleep-wake cycle, your performance during the day and your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep during the night. So food, timing of food is very, very, very important. Just like actually timing of everything, you know, there is a lot of data coming out about taking medications or supplements at certain times, but not at other times. It all matters when we do things. We are very um, time-sensitive creatures. And not so much the time on our clock, on, but the time of the day, the 
cycle of the sun. That's what we are very sensitive to. And we just, with our behaviors, with our light viewing, with our uh, food intake, we give our body, our brain, the signal what time of the day it is. You know, your brain doesn't have other tools besides viewing light and your food to figure out what time of the day it is. You know, your brain is in your scalp and your eyes, um, the way you, and when you consume your food, those are the only signals your brain has to figure out what time it is. So give your brain, your body the right signals and a lot of things like your hormones, your metabolism, they going to start working for you instead of being constantly um, disrupted and causing a lot of problems in your life with energy, with mood, uh, different hormone problems. So timing of food is important. Try to have your meals on the same time. It's also important for your hunger levels and your appetite. You're going to have much less of hunger and appetite between your meals outside of your meal times when you start eating on the same time. And again, for your sleep-wake cycle, it's also important to have your food on the same time, to have it no earlier than 90 minutes after your waking time and no later than two, three hours before bed. Why two, three hours? You know, because it also depends on the composition of your meal. Is it big meal? Is it, you know, not so big meal? So that depends. Let's talk about coffee. And coffee, guys, the timing of coffee influences your sleep-wake cycle a lot. Well, first, it is also very not good, <laughs> according to the leading all the leading scientists in um, circadian biology. It is very not beneficial to have your coffee earlier than 90 minutes um, after you wake up because of cortisol and because um, of other processes happening in our body. Um, if you want to stay alert and awake throughout the day and go to bed on time, so time your coffee delayed 90 minutes. And then also what's important to stop drinking coffee very early. Depending on your genes, you can, you can actually now, when you do genetic testing, figure out whether you are a fast metabolizer of caffeine or slow metabolizer of caffeine. I'm not sure because I haven't done my genetic testing yet. I'm going to do that upcoming spring when back in London. So if you're a fast metabolizer, you can get away with coffee closer to your bedtime, but even then, it is really not recommended to have it six hours before bed. But if you are a slow metabolizer, and I have a feeling I'm one of those people because caffeine does affect me a lot. So if you're one of those people, then 12 to 14 hours before your bedtime, that's your time to finish caffeine and switch to decaf or, you know, tea and, and water and other drinks. So what it means for me, for example, I go to bed by 9 p.m. So by 9 a.m., I need to finish my caffeine. And that's what I've been doing. And when I don't do that, my sleep quality suffers. Like I can fall asleep, but sleep is very light, interrupted. I don't feel like I sleep throughout the whole night deeply. And I usually don't feel that fresh next morning, right? So the timing of caffeine is very important. And don't forget, guys, that caffeine is not just in your coffee. It's uh, also in different forms, in dark chocolate, in very dark chocolate. It also is in green tea, although that caffeine is different and there are other compounds that might 
make it not as detrimental to your sleep. I'm talking about green tea. Um, of course, caffeine is in many energy drinks. Sometimes it's in supplements. So check all of the things where caffeine might be. Again, supplements, maybe some energy drinks, um, maybe some fitness shakes, right? Check it all out. So caffeine, time it early. If you have a feeling you might be a slow metabolizer, or if you know that, then 12 to 14 hours before your bedtime. If you are a fast metabolizer, um, then probably, you know, six, eight hours might be an okay uh, coffee time for you. But I highly recommend you to do genetic testing if you can to figure that out, because you might think you sleep pretty well, but compared to objective data, it might not be accurate. And now let's get to timing of alcohol. If you someone who enjoys a glass of wine or some other drink once a day, maybe um, once a week, you need to be aware that although alcohol does make us feel drowsy and very often will help us to feel unconscious, so to speak, faster, or feel like we fell asleep. Alcohol doesn't make you fall asleep. It kind of makes you exactly that, makes you unconscious. When it comes to sleep with alcohol in your system, when you consume alcohol close to your bedtime at dinner. So when it comes to alcohol effect on our sleep, scientists, you know, sleep scientists, they analyzed it, sleep quality, sleep cycles with alcohol in our system. And here's what they found. Sleep is going to be very interrupted, very light. So you're going to be switching between um, deeper and lighter stages of sleep, not really having that long bout of deep, the most restorative stage of sleep. Then also REM uh, stage of sleep going to be either absent or going to be disrupted a lot. And REM sleep is when we consolidate memories, when we connect the dots, when uh, our memory is improved, our creativity is improved, is when um, it's the stage of sleep that is very important for mental health because that's when the brain is trying to put all of the experiences of your life together into some coherent picture to make you feel well in life and that your life makes sense. Um, so REM sleep has been shown to be super important for uh, mental health, but also memory and creativity. And when you consume alcohol close to your bedtime on a regular basis, you really deprive yourself of REM sleep. And they say that people who tend to um, drink regularly um, their sleep, their REM sleep is disrupted and they have problems with their mental health. You know, sometimes clinically diagnosed, sometimes not, but alcohol that you drink later during the day, it does affect your sleep. And then also that alcohol affects your body temperature that we know is crucial for maintaining a sleep state, optimal state sleep state for recovery. It also changes your blood sugar levels. It also, I already told you that it disrupts your REM sleep and other stages of sleep. And the reason for that is 
when you consume alcohol, your liver is working your liver works on breaking it down and the compounds that are produced during that process of detoxifying the toxins, toxic compounds in alcohol. So the byproducts of alcohol breakdown uh, in liver, they change your metabolism in a way that disrupts your sleep. So your temperature, your blood sugar, what in general, like what's circulating in your metabolism, it changes, um, it changes chemistry of your blood in such a way that you're not going to be having deep sleep, restorative sleep, your sleep going to be fragmented, your REM sleep going to be disrupted. So your sleep quality will suffer a lot. And I recently listened to this podcast episode with Matt Walker, one of the leading researchers uh, on sleep. And he said, I'm not giving any recommendations, but if I were to give one, then I would probably recommend drink alcohol early in the day. Like, I don't know, it's breakfast or brunch. I think that's what he meant. Um, but that's actually quite an ideal time. If you want to have your alcohol, probably mimosa with brunch is or some or a glass of red wine with your early lunch can be the thing. So by the time you sleep, your liver has enough time to break it down and uh, take it out of your system. And I think that's the conclusion of our today's episode. Today we talked about the timing of three things, meals, coffee, and alcohol. Three of these have a profound effect on your sleep quality. I've never been into alcohol for many reasons, personal and family reasons. Caffeine, I love my caffeine. And experimenting with timing of it, I really noticed how my sleep quality changes when I drink my last cup at 9 a.m. and when I drink my last cup by 12 p.m. And like, I'm not even talking about 2 or 4 p.m., my sleep is going to be so messed up, so I never do that. Um, If I feel like drinking coffee a little bit later, then I just switch to decaf. I personally love how decaf tastes, so that's no problem for me. And food. My personal experiments, uh, I think at the beginning of November, maybe even earlier, when I heard this phrase from Andrew Huberman, one of the leading neuroscientists in Stanford, when I heard this phrase that changing your meal time, eating later, two, three hours later than usual time, is like giving yourself mini jet lag with all the complications for your brain health and performance for your body health. After I heard this, it dawned on me that it is kind of serious. And I also noticed that when I eat later, two, three hours later, that would happen sometimes. Actually, it would happen regularly, like once a week I would go out to eat or, you know, I would stay up a little bit later and watch movie and have some nuts with it. I noticed that the next couple of days, it's really like I have mini jet lag, like my mental performance, my mood, my energy levels, they are kind of all over the place. So I really didn't like that. And once I heard Andrew Huberman saying this, like, you know, this makes sense. That might be exactly why I feel that way each time I stay up and eat later. And so I gave myself a word to take this experiment experiment seriously and 
to not eat later than 6 p.m. And I've been doing it since then, never stopped, 100%. And I can tell you that I never freaking felt that good. Mentally, physically, sharp, my memory, my creativity, my motivation, my drive, my digestion, my workouts, like everything just, it feels so right. And the only thing I changed really was that timing thing that I started to have my food at the same time. I changed nothing else, not what I put in my meals, nothing, just that. And that has and still continues to have this profound effect on how I perform and feel during the day. So try it. Four months. Eat early, three hours before your sleep time, and do it every single day. Every single day, no exception. And in 30 days, analyze what happened. And I have a feeling you're going to be blown away by the results you get. So on this note, I'm going to conclude this episode and let you go. Guys, tomorrow stay tuned. We're going to have an amazing, very in-depth episode on nutrition for better sleep, foods and supplements, and some issues that I noticed a lot of people have, um, a lot of my clients have, you know, I've been working with people for more than 10 years now, and I noticed a lot of commonalities, and I tried many uh, nutritional tools, and I'm going to share the most important ones, the most effective ones tomorrow. And in general, we're going to talk about uh, nutrition and supplements uh, around sleep. I'm going to bring you the best recommendations from people like uh, Andrew Huberman or Matt Walker and others. So stay tuned. Uh, Thank you for your attention today. And guys, till next time, eat better daily.